What's up, Hyperfascination? On this episode of the show, we have an amazing guest. She is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, which is a global coaching company that helps entrepreneurs, empire builders, and rising stars in all fields break through and achieve success faster than they ever thought was possible. Welcome to the show, Amira Alvarez. Welcome to the show today, Mira. How are you doing? I am excellent. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Where are you calling in from today? I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. Awesome. Well, I, I love Charlotte. Our family visited there a few years ago. A lot, a lot of people we know from DC moved down to that area. Have you noticed a migration in recent years of, of people from you know, anywhere in particular, but, but I know DC, we've, we've seen a lot of people leave and, and go down there. For sure. You know, I am one of the migrators. I just landed in <laughs> Charlotte a couple of years ago. So I'm one of those, those new transplants, but from what I understand, the city's just growing like gangbusters and a lot of people from the Northeast um, and DC, you know, moving in, in because the weather's nice and the city's nice and it's a easier pace of living if you will awesome where where were you before you, you made the, the move so before before i was in california so i lived in southern california growing up and then about 25 years in the bay area and then i lived in the midwest for in wisconsin for about six years and then i jumped around a little bit but i landed in uh landed in charlotte most recently Awesome. Well, before we dive into the show today, why don't you tell our listeners and viewers out there who are watching on YouTube as well, a little bit about your background and yourself. Sure. So I would say I have a pretty ordinary background, right? I was a good kid. I grew up looking to get the good grades, nice middle-class lifestyle. You know, we all have our ups and downs growing up, but fundamentally nice growing up. And I really thought that if I did what I had done in school, which was work hard and study for the test, I would get success in my life and my business. And to, to some degree that, that really worked. And then there was this point where I couldn't work any harder. And most entrepreneurs get to that place where they're just like, I'm putting in all the freaking hours and I can't work any more hours. So how do I actually scale my business? And, and that was me, you know, I'd gone first year in business, made 30 K second year in business, made 90 K that was a nice tripling of my income across the six figure mark. I'm very transparent by the way, about my, the money and the numbers, because I think it's helpful for people to see both what it takes and how long it takes and, and whether that's, faster than the way you've done it or slower than the way you've done it. Like, it's great to like have the data and the stats. It oh yeah, I, like I agree. A, a place. So, so anyways, third year in business, I went from 90 K to 138. So I, I got, you know, another chunk about 50 K more in, in revenue there, 
but I couldn't work any longer. You know, it was like the end of the day. I know you're married to entrepreneurs. I wasn't married to an entrepreneur. And end of the day around 6.30, 7, my, my husband calls upstairs from downstairs and says, hey, babe, you ready for dinner? Dinner's ready. I'm like, hey, thank you so much. I'll be right down. I just need to finish one more thing, which is the classic entrepreneur statement. Just <laughs> one more thing. There's always one more thing, isn't totally. there? Totally. <laughs> it's yeah. never ending. It's never ending. So, uh, you know, that, that one more thing became two more things, three more things, 10 more things, you know, an hour passes and he's like, Hey babe, I'm going to start. And I wasn't mad at him. He wasn't mad at me. It wasn't like a fight. It wasn't a meltdown or anything like that, but it was a wake up call. And it was like, I, this is unsustainable because not only am I not living like a full life where I get to enjoy having dinner with my husband. I, that day, this, this was like layers upon layers that day. It wasn't a client facing day and I was in the clothes I slept in, which weren't the sexy negligees. They were like the dog hair covered sweats with the holes <laughs> in them. Right. I hadn't showered. I hadn't even brushed my teeth and it was 7 PM at night. And I'd woken up like in a start on the laptop, just going nonstop, trying to get ahead. And I realized I actually didn't know where success came from. I didn't know whatever level of success I wanted financially in my business. I had no idea where that success came from. I didn't know how to, how to do anything besides be a good person, do good work and work hard. And those are all key components in, I think, having a successful business, but you can, you can really tap out. And that year when I studied what success required, like how to really make more money in your business, how to really scale, I went from making 138K to making 700K as a solo entrepreneur. So that was a five times increase in income. And you, and didn't, for me, you didn't have anybody working for you or was just... I had, I started working with a VA partway through that year, but it wasn't like I had a team who was working underneath me or doing any of the selling or the client execution or the, you know, client deliverables or any of that. It was, it was, um, and, and by the way, I do think team is essential. And I rapidly grew my team after that because it's a, a key component in not going cray cray when you're growing your business. That said, the thing that really I mean, lots of things move the needle. I'm just going to give you a, a few of the highlights. Like sure. the, the thing that really mattered and, and moved the needle was changing what I thought was possible for myself and not in a flip, you know, cute little meme on social media kind of way. Just think big or just do, you know, you are what you think about. Like it wasn't, it wasn't just a, a, a pithy statement. I was actually changing who I was being by making different decisions in my life as rapidly as I could. And so I was acting differently. I was thinking of myself differently. So my self-image and my identity changed. And then I acted differently. And then I, I changed some, there were key tactics as well, but that was like a, a, a huge, um, just a huge shift that you could actually do more than you thought you were capable of doing. And subsequently the company, myself and the company, we've gone past the seven figure mark and, and, and even beyond the, the, the money, cause I know money is important to people. They, they, they don't want to be having to make choices that they don't want, like not being able to buy things for their kids or their family or, you know, 
live in good houses or you're a real estate person, you know, like our environments matter. Like they want all of that, but they also want like to feel good about who they are and what they're doing in this world. And how do you create freedom on all those levels? That's, that's the real key part. What were the keys that you did to go from, you know, hundred to over 700 and, and, um, and what was, what was that like that, that ramp up? It must've been pretty exhilarating. It was exhilarating. And it was also terrifying. I'm not going to tell you any differently, Dan, like there were days where I was like, my tail is on fire, right? Like the, the, somebody's chasing me. Uh, the the tiger's chasing me and we don't want to live like that forever. But the reason it was uh, challenging and it was exhilarating too. I mean, just to your point, the exhilaration came when like, I was starting to see what was happening in my bank account. I was like, this is incredible. Look at this. That's exhilarating. I had to face so many challenges, so many personal limitations and decide differently and act differently that it was triggering what's what in the biz is called the terror barrier where your subconscious is like you're moving way too freaking fast this is not who you are you're not supposed to behave like this you might die (laughs) but here's the thing dan making more money in business is not complicated it's a very simple math equation. It doesn't have to be that complicated, but all the meaning we put into the different decisions that we have to make and, and what we think that means about us, whether we're a good person, not a good person, whether people are going to judge us or not judge us, whether we're going to be thrown out of the tribe or disappoint ourselves or fail in some way. Like that's what, that's what hooks us and makes it so hard and makes moving forward. So challenging. Now, one more thing on that. There's another side. Like, I don't want to lie to you that 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 was uh, a challenging time because I had to move through a lot of stuff. It was emotionally challenging. But there's the other side of it, which is when you start understanding how creating money works and you know what works and you no longer afraid of doing the, 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 the next thing on your growth list because you understand that you're going to survive and that this is how it works. Then it's like, that's go time. That's fun. And that's, that's where I'm at now. And that's where I, I get my clients to, because you do have to go through that rough, rough period where you're changing your inner, inner state. But once you've changed that, man, does it feel good? What did you do differently between 100K and 700K? Because it, it, it surprises me you did it as, a, as primarily a solo entrepreneur because most of the people I know that get stuck, it's because they don't hire. They get to 100 to 250 and, and they're afraid to recruit, hire, and train or they don't want to put the time into doing that. Um, so what, what did yeah. you do to, to make that jump without, without hiring, at least sure. you know, maybe beyond VA help or something like that? Sure. By the way, I, I really believe in team. Like it's essential. Like I have a, a, a goodly number of people in the company now. So, so it's, it's not to say that that is not an essential piece because it is, but there are, there are really three ways to make more money. You have to raise your prices. You have to sell more quantity or you have to add a new channel of income. And I don't care if you're Richard Branson, Beyonce, Oprah, Sarah Blakely, right? Like all of the the entrepreneurial work is in one of those three categories. You can break it down to the sort of those simplistic, those fundamentals, okay? The most simplistic bits. 
And so for me, and you can do more than one here. For me, I, I raised my prices and I added a new channel of income. I didn't sell more per se. It's not like I had more clients coming in the, the door, but the clients that were coming in the door, I was selling at a higher price point and I added a new channel of income, which was also at a higher price point. So those two things together really shifted things. Now in real estate, if you're, if you're listening and you're a real estate agent, you have to go for a higher, like raising your prices is, you know, that's a different market that's selling commercial, that's selling luxury, that's selling at, at a different level. Cause you're going to get a different commission out of that, but you might also need to sell more, right? Like you, and that's where you hit the capacity level with your team. That's when you need to hire, hire the team to do a lot of the execution so you can be the client facing person. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Are you a real estate agent in the DMV area or thinking about becoming a real estate agent in the DMV area? Why not join the highest selling team in the DMV? The Carrie Scholl team is hiring more agents. We have the best training systems, the best culture, and the best environment to get you to the next level, whether that's starting out and getting to six figures or getting from six figures to 250 or to half a million or even beyond. Go to carryshawcareers.com. Again, that's carryshawcareers.com. Yeah, there's there's a lot of successful real estate agents that they get to two to 250K of income and then they just, they stop and they, they sit there. Nothing wrong with that, but I think they live very hectic lives because at that level, they're selling 30 to 45 homes, depending on price point per year. Um, it's a lot of nighttime weekend showings. And if it's just you, well, it's, you know, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah, right. totally. Yeah. But so they, 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 if they wanted to stay at that level, let's just say they didn't have any growth plans, but I'm always for growth. Then they would need to either lower, but they wanted more free time. Then they have to lower the number of uh, transactions they're they're involved in, but raise the price point of each transaction. They'll get to the same number, right? Right. That's, that's that's just simple math. Now I'm not arguing that that's where you want to go. I'm all for growth, so I would say, you know, do both. Why not? Or there's there's the you know you hire slowly, but you hire one or two people, and and then kind of use all of that extra hours that they free up. Like if, you know, two people in theory should give you another 80 hours per week, you know, can you use that to create enough additional sales to cover their salary and then still be at the same profit level, but with a lot less of your own hours potentially. Yeah. It's, it's, it's simple math, right? Like you got to leverage. Now it sounds easy, but let's take that scenario. The, the person who's not doing that is probably thinking in their heads, uh, I'm having trouble finding people. No one does it as well as me. How can I trust those people to do it um, and not you know, blow the deal with the client or alienate the client? There's all this stuff that's there. And like, what if I hire someone and they don't work out and then I'm gonna have to face being a, a manager and a leader and I have to, I have to fire someone and I don't want to even be in that place. And, and the stories go on. Okay. And I call them stories because they're stories in our head. They're these, these things that we're telling ourselves. And that is your truth from your perspective, but it isn't the truth with a capital T. Like that's not the only way that that can play out. And going back to what I said about 
I had to change my self-image, my identity, the inner game in order to execute at this higher level. This is what I'm talking about. If you have a, um, an inside identity that says, if I let go, if I let someone else do something for me, then I am less worthy. I am, I don't get the credit for being successful. Let's say you have that self image. And again, this isn't conscious. This is subconscious. This is practically beneath your, your level of awareness. Then that self image is going to play out by you saying this story to yourself, this thought process that says no one can do it as, as good as I can. Okay. And then you're trapped. Okay. Cause you will always, your, your subconscious has like one job in this world and it's to keep you alive. Okay. It runs all your like automatic systems, your breathing, your heart, all of it, but it also runs how you think about every experience that you see in this world. And if your subconscious where your identity and self images is someone who says, I, I, I'm not going to be loved or seen or valued if I don't get credit for the work that I do in this world. Therefore I can't have someone else help me. You will see the idea of hiring team as something that you can't do because you won't be, it's different than your self image and your subconscious thinks you won't survive anything that's different mm. from how you've already lived your life. So then you get stuck, you get stopped. You know, my company is called the unstoppable woman because I want to help people through those stops, those blocks that are invisible, if you will. They're invisible limits. They keep you trapped without. Right. And I, I think it's the, you know, when you're in that position, obviously you have some sort of fear and really the only way to grow in any scenario, and no matter what level you're at is, is to get through that fear, do that unknown thing that you haven't done before. And, and then the growth and the fulfillment I think happens. 100%. Because up until that point, we know what we have to do. Some people will say that they don't know what they have to do and they might need to learn from people. And, you know, I mentor people on how to grow their businesses and all that. There are tactics and strategies, right? That we need to learn. I'm always learning that stuff. You're, I'm sure, always learning that stuff, right? But then you have to do the work. So you know what to do, but you're not doing it yet. And that is such a sucky place to be because you, your, your self-worth starts dropping mm. your, your, the way you see yourself starts dropping. And when you do the thing, this is just a little, like, go for it. Inspiration here. When you do the thing, then as scary as it is, you've been courageous, you've done it. You've gotten the results. Sometimes it's a win. Sometimes it's like, a, okay, we need to do that differently next time. But nonetheless, you did the thing and you feel worthy of the life, the, the experience, the, the more that you're, you're getting out of life. Because when you, you, you might not always make a great decision or it might not, not always work out perfect, perfect. But overall, if you keep up this process, you are going to freaking win. And then you feel worthy of your life because you're actually doing the things that you know that you need to do. You're in integrity with yourself. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. 
Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we wanna see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people, but we wanna give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. What was the growth like for you after the 700, you know, after you made that initial like pop up, like how, how, what does it look like since then? And what are yeah. the keys to that growth then? So the, it was actually slightly more challenging afterwards. Cause I thought it was going to be easy at that point. Right. I thought, Oh, I got this dialed down, flip my hair back. I'm all good. Right. But it was, it was much more challenging. And part of that was when I was going from 138 to 700K, my goal for that year, Dan, was a million. I was yes. like, let's make it seven figures. Let's go for it. So I had this incredibly juicy goal. I wanted to be that woman. I wanted to, I wanted to be someone who made a million dollars. And you might not have that same goal, but you have to find the goal that gets you lit up and excited. And some people might be judging me like, oh, you're all about the money. It, it was a, it represented a life that I got to live. It represented not being constrained by not having enough money. And so that, that first year, I had that as the juicy goal. I didn't get there. I got to 700K and I got a, you know, I have to say I was a little sad about that. But then I didn't have as big a goal afterwards. And I didn't know if I should go for a million again, or should I make it 2 million or 2.5 or what, what should my goal be? And now I know 2020 hindsight, the importance of setting a clear goal for yourself and one that gets you super, super excited. So it was harder for me the second year because I really, I, I, I wasn't clear about that. And so I was going, I was zigzagging. So yeah, you, you didn't set a clear and big enough goal. Uh, and I think, I think sometimes, or, or probably oftentimes, right, the, the bigger goals are actually easier to obtain because they're going to change your life more. So they're going to cause you to, to recruit the, the resources, the energy, the effort to do it. You know, if, you're, if your goal is to go from 100 to 125, I mean, that really doesn't change your life much, right? But if, if, if you go from 100 to a million, you know, that's, that's going to change your life. <laughs> Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And so, but what, what I think is challenging for people is that they're afraid to pick the bigger goal. I hear this all the time because what if I fail? What mm. if people, what if I say I want this and not even if people judge me for wanting it, because maybe you keep it to yourself and you're not telling anyone that you're going for it. You'll, they're afraid of the pain of disappointing themselves. Okay. So and it's real guys. I am not going to lie to you, but you have to want it more than you're afraid of that pain. So that pain, you know, it, it might sound entitled and I don't mean it that way. I was in tears at the end of the year when I realized I didn't make my goal. Okay. That first year. Now it didn't last that long. I woke up guys. I'm not like totally like ridiculous. I woke up and realized I just made 700 K. That's not bad. Right? Like I'm psyched about that. But I felt that disappointment, Dan. It was like, it was painful. I tried and there's no way around that. I freaking failed. I tried and I failed. Now, 
it's not failure unless you quit. You've heard that adage, right? So I didn't quit and I got there. Okay. But there was pain in the disappointment. Was it worth it though? Absolutely. Would I do it again? Yes. Without a doubt. Did I survive the disappointment? You, yeah, I'm still here. I'm talking to you, right? It didn't last forever. And, and now I know it's survivable and I have that skill set, and that will never hold me back again. And yeah, that's I mean, what most, I really want most, for people. Most of the goals that I set and carry, like, not, you know, thinking about, like, we actually don't hit them. They're, they're fairly big and large and we, you know, but I'd, I'd rather miss by a little bit or, or you know, on a big goal than, than crush a small goal, right? Like if, you know, your goal is a million and you, you hit 700, like, that's, that's much better than making the goal 200 and doing, you know, 400, right? That's what I teach, Dan. That's right. what I teach. And, but it scares the bejeebers out of many people. And the other thing is that my stretch goals don't need to be your stretch goals. So for you, Dan, or for you, listener, your stretch goal, if you're making 60, 60K right now and you want to make 250, that's a stretch goal, okay? You don't have to go for a million. That's, that's huge. If you're making 150 right now and you want to double it and make 300, that can be your stretch goal. It just has to be something that you feel like is a true stretch for you. That is a true, like, that would change your life kind of goal. What, what's the, the, the biggest thing that you've seen, you know, or, or, or common denominator, you know, you've coached in several different industries. Uh, what do you think is holding most entrepreneurs back uh, or what mistake are they making that's preventing them from getting, you know, from where they are now to where they think they want to go? Okay. I'm going to give you two things. One, I think they're looking, they have it backwards. They're doing 80% tactics, 20% work on mindset in our game. And it needs to be reversed. Okay. The amount of time I spent on getting my head straight was huge. I got help. I went, I did deep dives. I started studying universal law, which I now teach, right? I mastered my inner game because it was all inner game that was telling me what to make of every situation that I was looking at. And it was either going to hold me back or rocket me forward. And I wanted the catapult, right? I wanted the rocket. So 80% mindset. Now that doesn't mean that I don't look at tactics and strategies and, and, you know, you have to hire the team. You have to, you know, figure out your pricing. You have to figure out your marketing, like all of that counts, but that we need to reverse the order. Okay. The, 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 the amount. Okay. And then the second thing is taking act, becoming a quick decider and taking action quickly. I mentioned this in a different way, but like now I'm like, how do I decide this? How do I like, I decide extraordinarily quickly. And I would say when I look at super successful people, all of them have learned how to make incredibly quick decisions because think about it, Dan, if it takes me three months to hire someone, and let me say it differently. If it takes someone else three months to hire someone and it takes me three weeks to hire someone, we both have an equal opportunity to hire well or not hire well. Even if you go through all the, the steps and take your time with it and everything, you can still make a mistake, okay? Trust me, I've done that, okay? And if I make a mistake hiring someone in three weeks, I'm gonna move through that so much faster than you who've taken 
three months. I'll, ha- I'll, right. I'll get the next person hired. Okay. Which then allows me in the, in the same amount of time and which allows me to grow. And not that we're in competition, but we're in competition with ourselves with time, right? You want this. How quickly do you really want what you want? And, and so making quick decisions closes the gap on time. And, and, and that's something that you can iterate on and really practice and really learn. I, 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 every day I get faster at that. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the things that I, I try to do to help with that, because I, I think decision-making is, is energy. It takes energy to do it. So I try not to focus on like the small decisions, you know, the things that are like inconsequential to, to business or, or the big things in life. So I'm like, I'm reserving my decision-making power for the things that matter, like hiring, marketing, lead generating, et cetera. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Now, and then, and then the thing with hiring is that you hire someone who can make good, good decisions. They have good judgment and you delegate it to them so that the little things don't get not decided, right. but, but they're not on your plate. You've, you've fired yourself from that job. Yeah. I love, I love the way you put it there. Fired yourself from that job. Um, and, and just so people know, uh, before, before the program started, you were talking about, a program you have um to help to help entrepreneurs business leaders uh do you want to chat a minute about that or, or let, let them know what that is uh, or or how they can learn more sure so we have something called the scale plan that we just put together it's a free download that you can get right now it's in our facebook group or you can just you know, you can just email me at amira at amiraalvarez.com and I'm happy to send you the PDF, especially if you're not a woman, uh, you're a man. I'm happy to send that to you because the Facebook group is called Be Unstoppable and it's for women entrepreneurs. So um, those are the two places you can find it. But basically the concept is how do you scale your business? How do you, in whatever industry you're in, okay? how do you go from where you are now to where you want to be? And so there's some key points to it. You have to get clear about where you're going. We talked about stretch goals, all of that. So I ask these questions to help people validate that they're, they're going in the right direction. And then there's a whole section on how to do the math, right? We talked about the three steps to, you know, the three categories of making more money. So we lay that out and help you figure out, well, what's going to work for you? And then we, we put the time element in there because obviously if you are just saying, I'm going to do 60 transactions a month, but I'm not going to hire anyone, that's not going to be sustainable, right? You can't do that. So we, we put the time element in there and we take people through the step to step-by-step thing, the process called the scale plan. And we help them understand, you know, what's involved in terms of figuring out what you have to do next and, and and how to start trusting yourself in your own decision-making. So that's a whole um, plan that we have. And there's an audio training that goes with it so that you can really, um, you really dive into it and understand this. It's, it's, it's basically breaking down how I went from 138 to 700 K and then crossed the seven figure mark, right. With, with like a pretty simple business. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, be sure and check that out. Um, and what was the email again, if, if they want? Sure, if they want to send me an email, it's Amira. Yeah, it's Amira, A-M-I-R-A, at AmiraAlvarez.com. 
So it's A-M-I-R-A-A-L-V-A-R-E-Z.com. And that goes straight to me. So say hi. Tell me where you found me. All right. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I always end with a hyper fast round if you're ready for some quick questions and answers. Sure. Absolutely. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Get started. Just go. Don't overthink it. What's uh, the most common mistake you see successful business people make? Getting spooked and, and stopping doing the things that they were doing that were working, right? You just need to do it at scale. What's the biggest business challenge that you've ever had and how, how did you overcome it? Uh, well, to the previous point, I learned that because I changed my business model and that was where all my leads were coming from. And I, I eliminated a, a selling a particular offering and that was where all my leads were coming from for my, my larger, more uh, extensive work. So uh, I, 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 I looked at cause and effect and I got very data-driven about where, you know, what, what was happening and I, I shifted things. What's something you're doing differently now in your business than a year ago? Oh, a year ago. Well, we're actually streamlining the, the offerings that we have and we're, we're really scaling my favorite program, which is the Spirit of Wealth Mastermind and Masterclass. So that is a 12 month program that we have and it's fabulous. Um, it's, it's something that we've limited the number of people that have been in. And so we've redesigned it and, um, and it's better than it was before. You know, you always have fear about changing things, but it's better than it was before. And we're scaling that. And then I'm taking a group of women to Paris next year. And that's totally new. That's a new chance. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? I know big vision, right? <laughs> So, you know, I think it's impact. It's the number of women that we are impacting, the, the kinds of events that we're holding, um, the kinds of people that we're attracting. I don't think it's a totally different model. I think it's, it's doing that, the, the, you know, breaking it down into those three categories. It's really working on the, the quantity side of things, but that's, that's because of impact, right? Like I want to reach more, more people, not just to be talking to more people, but because I really, this is the kind of thing that, you know, it created so much freedom in my life. I am, I no longer feel emotionally trapped. And I just want every single woman and man, quite frankly, to have that experience, to know what it takes to, to, to really be free in this world, both financially and emotionally. Awesome. Well, I, uh, I wish you well in obtaining that and increasing your impact and just thank you so much for the value you provided, the lessons, the inspiration. If people want to get in touch with you or connect on social media, what are the best ways for them to do that? Sure. So our website is a great place to start, theunstoppablewoman.com. And we have a free stuff page. Our podcast is there. We, we I put out extraordinary amount of content on our podcast. So if you 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 love this stuff please go listen that's on all the the 
podcast channels, if you will. So that's the Unstoppable Woman podcast. And then I play mostly on Facebook and we have the Be Unstoppable Facebook group, but I'm on all the social media channels. So you can find me there. All right. Well, thank you very much, Amir. This was amazing. Your, you, your story and, and strategies that you shared offered tremendous value to our listeners and, and viewers out there. So I, I appreciate you coming on, spending time with us today. And to everyone else who watched the show or listened, please leave us feedback and share it with other people that you think could benefit. We'll see you next time. Alrighty. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.